Cynic Empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. Just double down, you know, like nobody would ever mess with the pizza boy anymore if it was also the same person who would fucking arrest you. Knock, knock, motherfucker. Here's your pizza. Baller. Got him. They're nice, little, especially the ones that deliver you pizza and occasionally shoot foam discs at you. I hate you. Do, 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 do. <laughs> All right, let me make sure it's recording, man. All right, it's recording. All right, here we go. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. This is Cynic Empowerment. My name is Jimmy Horn. And I'm Tim Carpenter. Welcome, everyone, today. Oh, man. Uh, you know, one of these things about our listeners, and I just want to dote on y'all a little bit. You guys are like fucking geniuses. Smart as shit. Smartest people I've ever not met in my life, okay? Smartest rat fuckers I've ever met. I like how you worked that one in. Uh, I, I do appreciate a good rat fucking when I see one, um, which is not entirely pejorative. But I will leave our listeners to look that up for themselves. Google rat, search it. It certainly, it, it's worth a Google. It's not as bad as it sounds. Go for it. And if you're unable to Google it, there is a, a very real possibility that you are indeed a stupid person, which is what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, stupid people, they are the cancer of our society, the reason why all the things that go bad do. They hurt themselves. They hurt others. They're absolutely no good whatsoever. We don't Jimmy, like them. I, I, we don't, but I actually had a fear while I was reading this article. I myself might be... A stupid person. Uh, so me and another friend that I'm not going to name because it's a little embarrassing. We used to have uh, a fear that we might secretly be have some form of mental retardation, but then everyone was just being nice to us, and yeah. that, and that was I, just not they're too too nice to tell us that like, hey, you're you're fucking dumb, dude. You you have some kind of mental there's, there's something not working if you're not getting up there. Mm-hmm. I feel like the the nicer people are to you. In relation to how you're treating them, the more likely that that's going to be the case. Exactly. There's a, a negative correlation between how people, uh, how nice people are to you, and how stupid you are perceived to be. Exactly. Like, oh, he can't, he can't help it. Look at, look at that sweet, look at that sweet innocent smile on his face. Yeah. Got to be nice to him. It's like he can't even, he, he, he fucking can't even count to ten. This, this poor guy. Yeah. He's illiterate. Oh. So so sweet, so endearing. Yes. Bless his heart. Uh, speaking of um, speaking think, of blessing your heart, if you ever in the South and you hear someone say "bless your heart," they're making fun of you. Yes. <laughs> if someone starts a sentence in the South with "bless his heart," they think you're dumb as a fucking sack of bricks. Yeah, they think there's no help in you. That the only possibility for your salvation is to the call kindness upon of others, deity. Oh, the yeah, that too. creator of the universe in order to bless your heart yeah, exactly. so that you can have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Which is maybe what a lot of these folks need. You know, maybe maybe we need a lot of blessed hearts mm-hmm. in today's age. Bless them. So let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about this guy. So this is, uh, this is a 1976 professor at Berkeley. We oui. Car- Carlo M. Coppola. Right. Chipola. I would say Chipola is because he's Chip- Italian, but I don't know. Chipola. Carlo in Chipola. 
I bet he makes a spicy meatball. Oh, he's, he makes a very a spicy a meatball. Very spicy meatball. Uh, and he makes them so spicy as to prevent stupidity. I don't know if it actually works, though. It seems <laughs> like uh, he believes that there are quite a few stupid people in this world. You make a spicy meatball once, you've made it. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's, let's go over his laws. So this guy... Uh, who was just as cynical as the next guy. We really appreciate him here on Cynic Empowerment. We like him. Uh, we love him. Uh, he uh, he believes that there are no defenses against stupidity. It's one of the things that's ultimately going to be the downfall of humanity and uh, just something that we're going to have to deal with. It's a natural part of living. Exactly. Right? It's like when you're living in a society, like one of those futuristic movies where they have cyborgs, but they look exactly like humans. That is what stupid people are in American society, where yeah. everyone's looking over their shoulder, just thinking, where are these fucking cyborgs at? They could be anywhere. They're going to destroy us from the inside. That is what stupid people are. They're all yeah. over the place. They look exactly like you and me, but you don't know. I think the biggest difference between the two, and I guess it's especially relevant because our previous episode was actually on uh, you know, people mistreating cyborgs and artificial intelligence and things of that nature yes uh i i think that if uh if there were some artificial and in, artificially intelligent cyborg-esque things walking around and they were trying to cause havoc they would do it with purpose like they knew that they were trying to destroy humanity exactly cyborgs intentionally destroy society where stupid yeah. people inadvertently destroy it that's right, uh, and I, I really like uh, one of these phrases in here. The only way a society can avoid being crushed by the burden of its idiots is if the non-stupid work even harder to offset the losses of their stupid brethren. I like it. It's pretty sad. All right, so law number one, always and inevitably, everyone underestimates the number of stupid individuals in circulation. Agreed. That's pretty self-explanatory. There's, there's always more dumb folks around than you think there's going to be. Yes, Let's see. What are some situations we've been in? If you've ever traveled in public transit. Yes. If you have uh, – well, actually, that, that probably goes as far to being like if you've ever driven on a highway. Oh, yes. And it's ridiculous. Like it's one of the most dangerous things that you can do as a human being, operate heavy machinery or a vehicle. And there are plenty of people out there that certainly shouldn't have a license uh, that do and drive regularly. Every day. <laughs> Every single day. Yeah, in like high speed, uh, very, uh, you know, situations that require quite a bit of dexterity. They're zooming in and out of other cars. They're they're not throwing on their blinker. They're not communicating. They're laying on their horns. Like, I don't know. I, you, just, you can't stop them. I think that's one of the reasons why uh, it's still one of the leading causes of death, you know, automobile accidents. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> so yeah. do, you, yeah. do you administer an IQ test to prevent people from getting licenses. Yes. And reproducing and reproducing. Okay. Well, we can get to that later. <laughs> I mean, that would certainly limit the number of stupid individuals in circulation because if you are stupid, you yourself are probably going to produce stupid offspring. Exactly. Another <laughs> eugenics. We said so it was like, bad on a previous episode. Now we're saying it's good. Yep. We are. We're going to flip flop all day. You guys never know what you're going to get out of the grab bag that is Cynic Empowerment. Yes. 
Why do you think that we're always lowballing the total, total of dumb folks around us? Because we assume that everyone around us is of a, an equal intelligence to ourselves. Whenever <laughs> we're in a group, we're, we're at a specific job or what have you, you would assume that, hey, I worked hard to get this job. If I hadn't displayed skills X, Y, and Z... They wouldn't have picked me. So certainly everyone else here at the same job would have to display the same skills and have an equal level of intelligence. But it's just not the case. So you're using these outlying factors and you're, you're kind of like meshing them into the ability for one person to make decisions and choices. Uh, and that actually goes right into law too. The probability that a certain person is stupid independent of any other characteristic of that person. Yes. Right? So like – yeah. Yeah, like you have somebody that, that works alongside you. You're like, I'm a competent individual. I do good at my job. Uh, so this person who's also working with me is of a similar competency. Right. And it turns out that that's not always the case. No. In fact, I, I would also – I'd probably say it goes in the exact opposite direction. I've worked at, at places before. I've been like, ah, you know what? This is a very difficult job I have here, uh, but I manage my stress. I'm very efficient. Uh, I am a task-oriented and independently driven person that fucking rocks this job. It's great. And then I see someone else that's hired for the same job as mine that's adult, right? It's one yeah. of the dumps we're talking about and here. Th and then you start questioning whether or not you're adult. Right. You automatically start thinking like – you know, they creep in over time. A little bit of self-doubt. You're like, am I, is that how everybody views me? It's like, oh, shit. Maybe, maybe I should view myself that way. Maybe I should – realign my perspective a little bit exactly it's really sad he goes on to say on this particular note there are stupid college professors there are stupid people at davos and the U u.n general assembly stupid people in every nation on earth it's pretty great uh i think this this uh that particular law gets really nasty when you start talking about things like gender uh, race ethnicity that type of thing uh, because we all have this preconceived notion that there's like a set number of stupid people within each of these realms, right? Uh, what do you mean by set number? Oh, there's well, a, there's like, like a example, certain number. There's a. Oh well, yeah, kind of like yeah. out of the the overall total of say men and women, right? Yeah. Uh, you would automatically assume that 99% of women are geniuses and 99% of men are adults, right? Wait. What? Uh, what? Is that, wait, is that is that the automatic 50, assumption? Ninety nine percent of fifty per forty nine percent of the population. <laughs> That's like the very uh, specific numbers. Very specific. It's it's probably no rhyme or reason to it whatsoever. I don't know. I I feel like the the by definition, like it's very hard to know when you have a dumb person on your hands and when you don't. Uh, yeah, you, you don't know until it's too late. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even, even law number three, uh, a stupid person is a person who causes losses to another person or a group of persons while themselves deriving no gain or even possibly incurring losses. That, right. That's, that's our, that's our functional definition of what a stupid person is. Yeah. So someone who just like is causing havoc and chaos for no other reason other than the fact that. It is a possibility, <laughs> and they just they do it with no benefit to themselves, which would make them a bandit. Right. We'll talk about that later. They make poor decisions. It's, it's like the when you're have you're playing Dungeons and Dragons, and then one of your party members decides to attack a town guard for no reason. 
Yeah. And like, dude, what are you? What the fuck are you doing? Like, I don't know. I thought it'd be fun. <laughs> and now you're fighting the town guard with yeah. no benefit, no gain. You can't get any quests in this town. You're a criminal now. And you yeah. didn't even do it in a sneaky way. You're not a bandit. You're stupid. But that would also make the DM a helpless person because, you know, they're they're trying to like they're trying exactly. to do good for their their group. But in essence, like, I mean, they, they made the choice. Right. So they're helpless. They're a bystander at this point. Exactly. You attack the guard, like fucking live with your choice. Exactly. And the rest of the group is negatively affected by the stupid person because they can't do anything but, you know, f- run or, or fight guards with the dumb person. Yeah. <sighs> quite sad. It's quite sad. Uh, one thing that stands out to me here, uh, the uncle unable to stop themselves from posting fake news articles to Facebook. It's really <laughs> sad because I, I, I also have some uh, uh, some personal friends and family members that tend to do that. Like they, they just get like confused. Like they'll post like an Onion article to Facebook. It'll be like, oh, you know, look like, uh, you know, people are killing full-term babies or something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. And, uh, post-birth abortions. Yeah, it's a post-birth abortions, right? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and they'll throw it up on Facebook. Oh, uh, and they'll usually post some kind of like uh, quippy, overly aggressive comment underneath it, right? Like, oh, yeah. so true. I wish people would get their head out of their ass or, you know, something like that. Yeah, exactly. It, it's just like, man, how fitting. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's from the onion. <laughs> like, Right. <laughs> I, I heard recently, I don't know if this is true or not. This is an anecdote, but essentially Onion isn't doing so hot uh, post-2016 because oh, okay. the real news is so insane. It, it it's You can't tell the difference between it and what used to be Onion articles. It's not sarcastic enough. Exactly. Like you have to – I mean that's the beauty of sarcasm, right? Like it has to be just a little bit unbelievable. Of satire, yeah. Yeah, like calling a stupid person stupid. It's like it's that's not satire. That's absolutely true. Like exactly. it's, it, you're not you're not getting any humor out of that. Exactly. Uh, calling an intelligent person stupid, you know, that, I mean that, that, that's a little bit more in line with what we're talking about. Um, exactly. Speaking of intelligent people, they of course are the – the antithesis of a stupid person. They they benefit themselves as well as benefiting others, right? And I what I think is interesting uh, with the way this particular guy decided to make the distinction between stupid people and intelligent people with the other ones in line of the helpless person and the bandit, which I guess yeah. we'll get to a little bit of what those stand for, is that it seems you could almost replace intelligence with empathy. Right. Yeah. Well, is that is that exclusively or not exclusively? Is that always going to be a benefit benefit to yourself? Uh, I, I I guess in some cases, someone who's very empathetic could become in this chart a helpless person. So I guess let's, I'm just going to yeah. explain the four ones so everyone listening can understand. So intelligent person is someone that benefits themselves and benefits others. A bandit is someone that benefits themselves at the losses of others, which makes sense. A stupid person is someone that incurs losses for themselves and other people. And a helpless person is someone who benefits others while getting losses for themselves. And yeah. so I guess you make a good point, Tim, that if you're empathetic, you could theoretically be someone who would incur losses on yourself in order to yeah. benefit others. Yeah. 
Yeah, and of course, in the in the very center center, we have the ineffectual person, like the the very neutral, uh, does nothing to anyone exactly themselves. <laughs> like, have you ever heard of uh, Buddhism? A oh, yeah. Buddhist, a Buddhist would be an ineffectual person. And if someone who has has fully discovered spiritual nirvana, they are an ineffectual person. Um, which, I mean, taking yourself totally out of the equation. I don't know. I, I think it would actually err a little bit more towards the intelligent or helpless. I would say that, but I used to live next to a Buddhist monastery. And so the Buddhist monks, basically all they do is meditate and pray all day. Yeah. And so since it, it's their job essentially to pray and meditate for all the other people that don't have the luxury to do that all day, other people have to cook for them because they can't cook. So you're okay. taking... So you're making other people, I guess, as this chart would go, helpless people incurring losses to feed these people. So they're bandits. <laughs> yeah, they very well could be. Fucking I, Buddhist monks are bandits. I I mean, if you want to live a life, Tim, where you can meditate all day and have other people cook delicious food for you, you very could well be a bandit. You're, you're like a, a – <laughs> it's like you're, if you're a, a pothead that's also a taste tester, you know, like – you make your money by eating other people's food. It's like that's that's not fair. Like this this guy's only like having fun, like getting stoned all day. Not fair. <laughs> no, not worst person person ever. So you heard it here on Cynic Empowerment. <laughs> Buddhist monks are skeevy little bandit potheads. <laughs> <laughs> food taste testers. I think the the pothead food taste tester is just someone that's figured life out. If you could somehow keep that balance i don't know they could be an intelligent person yeah <laughs> they're, they're helping the pot economy they're they have a nine to five job I, yeah. I don't see what's wrong here the food gets better or at the very least a little bit more weird yes a little bit a little bit more unusual uh <laughs> well okay so this this graph although it is is beautiful it is elegant uh, it of course doesn't contain all of the things that would potentially encompass a stupid person. Like the the stupid person will reach no bounds. Like mm -hmm. we can't necessarily like make this as clear cut as it's as it is visually approaching us, right? Like we have the losses to others, but I think the the truly stupid person would also like partially disguise this like they would that you could ran, throw a random dart on there and occasionally a stupid person would be a helpless person or they would appear as though they're an intelligent person but that just further helps us develop the overall character of what a stupid person is because you can't necessarily pinpoint them if they right. were also easily defined we would have fewer problems with stupid people because we could just lump them all together and just do something with them. Right. It, <laughs> you know, let's it, put up the workout. Put them on an island in yeah. the South Pacific. Well, it, it's like the the quote from Captain Jack Sparrow in the the Pirates of the Caribbean movies where Jack Sparrow is making the argument that you can't trust an honest person. Wait, I'm trying to think what it was. You can't trust an honest person because an on, honest person is always honest, but you can trust an unhonest person to be always dishonest. Some random weird <laughs> fucking pirate logic bullshit. 
basically trying to say you can trust him because he's a dishonest person. I don't know where I'm going with that, but you get the idea. Maybe I don't fucking know. Did he like at the end of that statement? He like purses lips together and like pull out like a huge bottle of rum and just start chugging on it. I think that's probably uh, an hour's worth of the hour and a half movie. That's basically just of it. Yeah. But what about the rum? Yeah. Well, I think I think Jack Sparrow is a little bit more of a bandit character. Oh, absolutely. Like I, I think he he kind of knows what he's doing. He's not so uh, he, he he doesn't exhibit that pure unreasonable behavior that makes it difficult for us to nail down what a truly stupid person is. Well, so this particular graph that we're talking about right now, it, it goes to make the argument that a bandit is more useful to society than a stupid person because the actions of a bandit you can't anticipate, which is, I guess, kind yeah. of in line with what Jack Sparrow was saying with a dishonest person. You can trust a dishonest person to be dishonest. So you can take actions in order to try to counter the uh, the dishonest behavior. If you know someone is likely to pick wallets, you can put your wallet in some place where it can't be picked as easily or in, do something else to try to prevent uh, any losses. But with a stupid person, I guess with our my shitty analogy to Dungeons and Dragons, you never know what flavor the stupidity is going to incur in itself. And since it's <laughs> as a negative result for not only themselves but everyone around them, you never see it coming. Because from any logical point of view, it never makes sense that it should ever happen. It makes sense that someone might steal a wallet. They want more money. You can try to prevent that. It doesn't make sense that someone's going to go and punch the guard in the face in the town uh in broad daylight it just doesn't it's not yeah logical absolutely or beneficial no benefit to anyone i mean i guess he, he, I, I i try to have compassion for these individuals right like if you are going to go and punch a guard in the face in broad daylight maybe you're doing so with the hope that it is going to cause uh an interesting situation other than <laughs> well, then that, that's just an insult to your your dungeons master at that point. This game's fucking boring. We gotta do something to light this up. We oh, gotta yeah. push this guard in the face to make this more interesting. That very much is. Oh man, <laughs> I'm bored. I uh, I was playing in a, D a little light segue here. <laughs> I think I was the stupid person once in a in a uh, D and D campaign. Okay. I was playing like a a big huge orc character and. Uh, we were doing some dungeon crawling. It was really dark and musty, and it was like uh, cinder block walls or something like that. Uh, they're like, you're walking down the hallway, and everybody's doing perception checks. I didn't really understand how to play the game just yet. Yeah. They're trying to figure out what's around them so that they can make a little more sense of it and make an informed decision. And I'm just like, I want to punch the wall. You know, like, I want to I want to fucking break through the wall and see what's on the other side. And I had just, like, jacked my strength up all the hell and I was rolling really good. I was like, hell, hell yeah, I got an 18. Uh, so the DM was like, oh, God, uh, you, you you break the wall. There's another wall. And I'm like, I want to I wanna break the wall again. You know, like just, oh kept, my God. just kept fucking doing it. Because I was eventually, <laughs> I was like, maybe he'll be like, oh, there's something on the other side. Oh, look, it's a treasure chest. You know, some, some... Oh, what the fuck? It's like, <laughs> what kind of logic is this? It's magically a treasure chest just happens to be there just because you happen to decide to punch that particular wall. 
Yeah, it, it, that would make them a terrible DM as well because they're rewarding my stupidity. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's a good example because if you, well, Dungeons and Dragons is a fun game. There's supposed to be some sense of logic to the game itself. So imagine in real life, you're you're a group of adventurers just walking down a dim lit hallway, and yep. one of your party members just starts punching the wall. Like, right. stop it, Dave! Why are you doing this? Come on, man! Stop <laughs> punching the wall! You're not. We're trying to be quiet. <laughs> There's a treasure chest. <laughs> no, there's what do you mean there's a treasure chest? No, there's not. I promise. Just please stop for the love of God. <laughs> uh, well, it is also, I don't, uh, speaking of this, it reminds me of uh, stupid people and gifts that I've been seeing a lot on the internet. I don't know why this became popular, but I've seen this a couple of times where people will be at a party and someone will be recording and people are just having a good time. And there'll be a bunch of drinks. Maybe someone is playing beer uh, pong or something like that. So just a bunch of um, red solo cups on a table. And all of a sudden you'll see some bro dude jump off of a couch and land on the table. Just yep. not – you've seen this? Yep, just cause. Yeah. Just because. Yeah. yeah, that's the perfect example of a stupid person. You're incurring losses of all the lost beverage on the table. You've yep. broke the table, so now we don't have a table. You yep. hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. That's that's a I think that's a perfectly good modern example of a typical stupid person. Yeah, failure all the way around. <laughs> Nothing failure. good came of this. I I guess some people got entertained and learned how not to be a stupid person by watching it on Reddit or where else. But at the same time, maybe some other stupid people saw that and thought it was really funny, and now they're going to go and do it. I don't know. Yeah, it's the misrepresentation uh, or the underestimation of just how much damage is caused by being a stupid person just by just by trying to imitate, you know, like just for the sheer possibility that you might become a bandit. Like, don't don't do it. It's not worth being a bandit anyways, because the smart people are going to figure out that you're being a bandit. Exactly. So so if you if you have any consciousness whatsoever, if you have any intelligence whatsoever, don't be a bandit. Try not to be a helpless person, although I'm, I'm sure that. You know, we'll get to that in a moment, but, you know, certainly just don't be a stupid person. Absolutely. So there are a couple more laws here, but I don't think that they're, I mean, they're, they're kind of just like reiterating some yeah, of the things I've said that's already. True. Um, yeah. A stupid person is the most dangerous type of person. <laughs> <laughs> my name's stupid, but my middle name's dangerous. Yep. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. So. Is there a silver lining to having stupid people in our world? Silver lining? <laughs> According to this article, no. <laughs> There's absolutely no silver lining. Yes, yeah. They get with the d- d- dramatics of it. So the very last sentence to this article, uh, it says here, Such change in the composition of the non-stupid population inevitably strengthen- strengthens the destructive power of the stupid fraction and makes decline a certainty. Chipola concludes, and the country goes to hell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> mm, to hell. Or doesn't reach nirvana, you know, whichever, whichever, uh, you know, post-life realm you believe in doesn't travel up the Nordic tree of Middle Earthness or whatever. I, I guess the good, I, hmm, I would like to think that stupid people can change. I don't. I, I feel like the article tries to make the stance as if, like, as if a stupid person is kind of this being just made out of uh, like a, just basically a homunculi, just piss 
and shit and fingernails just constructed into a human being. It's not not a fully functioning human being that solely exists to suck the life out of everything. But I would like to think that stupid people are for more or less just like you and I and have the potentiality to learn and change and grow. Maybe that's not the case, but I would I would say that I would think the silver lining is that us smart people we can organize society in such a way to minimize not only the destructive power of stupid people, but also to hopefully make stupid people smart or, or smarter. Yeah. We can only hope that these uh, you know, the condition of stupidity is reversible uh, or that it can be prevented altogether, right? And uh, yeah, education is fantastic. doesn't always work out. <laughs> Some people are education averse, um, uh, but we just hope that people are are outright skipping the bottom two tiers of this graph and at the very least become helpless people to the intelligent folks. (laughs) Damn. It's fucked up. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Pretty fucked up. So one of the things that uh, stupid people regularly do is make their cats fat. Yeah, they like they feed their animals table scraps and things that they shouldn't be eating. Yep. Well, just ch- table scraps. Like I like to feed my cat bacon grease. Like I get done like making a couple strips of bacon in the morning and you get that like thick white viscous yeah. kind of like slippery shit. And uh my cat's like, hey, you're gonna you're gonna finish that? And I'm like, No, that's all you. It makes her hair shiny. It does. And I like rub it all over her so I'm... she's like real slick. So my <laughs> so when my significant other tries to go pick her up, she just like slips right through her hands and <laughs> like that exactly but that's why we're trying to you know in the inverse we're trying to make her a little bit slower so it's easier to pick her up <laughs> God damn. get back here kitty i'll make you so fat you can't get away from me that's right <laughs> precisely yeah wait i'm never going to run away from home you gotta stay here forever yep so we're checking out this uh this website pedobesityprevention.org it's a thing Mm-hmm. Has a, a lot of nice little little graphs and tables. It exists. A lot, a lot of nice little uh, visual aids. Uh, and apparently, uh, they use this body condition score, right? That uh, you can use to determine whether or not your cat or your dog is overweight. It's like a BMI, but for animals. Yeah, but but for animals. And apparently, this number is is. Well over what it should be. There are way too many fat animals in our society. Was it? Uh, I, I had it a second ago. Is it 50, 59% or 60%? 56% of dogs and over 60% of cats are obese. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Uh, at least based on their standards. But they have a lot of pictures of fat cats on their website. So I think they actually know. They promote. They, they know fat cats are cute as shit. Mm-hmm. Everyone like, loves that fucking chump cat. Mm-hmm. Can't like he tries to like jump up on the chair, but its back legs are not strong enough to give it that little extra push. Exactly. So it like bobs twice and then figures out it can't do it, so it just I, lays on the ground. I really like uh, cats when they're so fat, their their belly kind of swoops side to side. You, you, when you're watching them walk away, it's whoop whoop whoop. Yep, yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. I like that. I like that. I like that in a cat. Or if they have like long hair and it like grows off of their belly, it kind of like just acts as a little dustpan. Exactly, just walking it's around, like, you can see where the cats walk through the house. Yep. <laughs> Wherever just little streaks. But there's only <laughs> just a few streaks, you know. They can't really can't really make rounds. 
Exactly. This is it's going to be where it's going to be. <laughs> Just takes a little seat and sits there all day, which is really the life. Like if, if you're going to be uh, an obese organism, be an obese cat. Because people Seriously. still like those a lot. Exactly. <laughs> fat fat dogs kind of bum me out. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, they're a little bit more sad. Saw a picture of a, uh, a fat dog in a stroller this morning. You saw a picture? Yeah, it made me feel real weird about it. Like, uh, that would only be okay if the dog suffered some severe injury where it was no longer able to walk. Like it was missing all of its legs. Well, so we I've got a neighbor who's got a, some kind of one of those big floppy-eared hound doggies. Its uh, rear end legs don't work. So it can only like shuffle its butt around. So they they'll still take it for walks and stuff, but they have to uh, have this basically butt harness for the dog where they lift up its rear rear legs, Whoa. and then it can kind of walk around. Because I guess they're not rich enough to get those wheels. The, you know those wheels they give to the little doggy sometimes. Yep. I know exactly what you're talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, I think those are kind of expensive for some stupid reason. Yeah, wheelchair for dogs it just kind of like pulls itself along. Yeah, those are pretty neat. Uh, I actually uh, work with a fella that has a, a dog that has some some like hip problems. Yeah, one of those little little things. Little chairs. It's, really it's a it's a um I think it's a pug actually. I love pugs. Yeah, it's a little pug. I want a yeah, pug. For everybody that doesn't know, that's like Jimmy's favorite dog. I love I love them. Mm-hmm. Even though if they were if you could break up dogs into the chart of being a helpless dog or a stupid dog or mm-hmm. <laughs> a bandit dog or intelligent dog, pugs are somewhere between helpless and stupid. They're right in there. Because they benefit me by bringing me joy, but their life is literal hell. They're just yeah. biologically created to amuse human beings. Mm-hmm. Their little eyeballs stick out past their head so it gets caught on stuff. Yeah, sometimes I had never witnessed this. I didn't know this was a thing until I grew an adult. But sometimes uh, pugs' eyeballs literally pop out of their head. Whoa, yeah. that's got to be terrifying. Yeah, and then I've I've heard stories of people having to take their pugs to the vet because their eyeball was just dangling around. Ugh, God, yeah, it's disgusting. Ugh, poor dog. Yeah. And also, like its little nose is like smashed. Yeah. So like it can't breathe. Yeah, their skulls literally look like orc skulls from some weird. Yeah, that's probably the fantasy universe. Yes. Well, and their their teeth kind of stick out too, like orc dogs are basically little works so as far as animals being overweight i think this is part of a this is a motif uh that is part of a a, the general theme of humans fucking with nature and ultimately wreaking havoc on it there it's it's mere animals health is mirroring uh people's health yeah absolutely (laughs) and if you uh if you have an animal that resides in um a home that believes a sedentary lifestyle is the way to go they they don't take their dog for walks they feed it the the same thing that the same trash that they're eating uh chances are the animal is going to be just as unhealthy as they are and that's oh, not yeah. okay i mean that's 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 a form of animal abuse you're abusing the animals oh <laughs> it's not yeah, good it's the animal's <laughs> going to have a very low quality of life just like you do like if you happen but, to be someone who's listening to this that is you know sedentary and obese like you have a better life out there and you know you could have it. So wait, so are you saying that the people are also enacting abuse on themselves and the animals simultaneously in this cabal of debauchery and yeah. fatty yeah, foods? Yeah, absolutely. I think they might be considered a stupid person. 
I think that that's my that might be fair. And you know, that's forgive me fair. if I'm going to offend some delicate sensibilities out there, but like, come on, like the, this this whole notion that I'm going to rag on really fat people for a second. This whole except notion, for you, listener. Yeah, you. I'm taking you hostage. Time to turn it off no, if you're not. No, interested. you got to pass. You get to pass. Uh, this just. It's not right. Like I, I've heard excuse after excuse. Like, oh, I have a slow metabolism. Uh, I have an office job. I am genetically predisposed to being heavier. Like all of these things, in some circumstance, might be true, but they're not ultimately going to lead you down a life of morbid obesity without a little help on your part, without a little bit of laziness on your part. That's right. Tim used to be fat. Look at him. I did used to be fat, actually. Tim yeah. has no mercy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, and I'll, he's lived a snug life as an overweight child. Yeah, as an overweight child, I was, uh, you know, I was made fun of quite a bit, and I didn't enjoy a lot of my childhood because of that. So don't do it to your kids. Like if you happen to be uh, uh, an overweight parent, don't don't think that it's okay for your, your kid to follow your footsteps. You know, it's this just not it's not fun. Yeah. Anyways, I'm gonna jump off my high horse real quick. Tim, I made a hilarious joke, and you just fucking steamrolled over it. I'm sorry, Jimmy. I said that you lived the snug life. You get it? Because you were fat, so you're closer yeah. snug. Oh, I get, I get it. And it's and it rhymes with thug life, but you know oh. what else it rhymes with? The snug life. Pug life. <laughs> Pug life. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Jimmy. I, I got a little bit angry. It's okay. It was... It's okay. I know I know. it's a... Uh, sensitive place there yeah. check out uh check out our most sugar more problems episode yeah if you'd like Talk to all know about one of the primary causes of of obesity yeah if you're obese you probably got a problem with sugar whether you think you do or not that's right that is right it's the devil so yeah fat fat animals uh the uh existence of pugs uh what else i, I think people are starting to try to domesticate foxes and whatnot as well if yeah, that's not I think I think in Russia it's really popular for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, probably because it's not legal most places, but it's legal in Russia for some reason. Yeah, it don't make no sense. It really doesn't, and it's all for just our, our amusement. It's pretty Absolutely. How selfish can you be? That makes you a bandit, by the way. If you're aware that that's the case. Yeah, I there was a little while I discovered this guy that that lived in an apartment. And he had a pet fox, and I don't know why, but I binge-watched all of his videos on YouTube. But then the fox passed away, and then he had no followership because he had nothing going for him as a human being besides this fox. That Aww. He didn't have any more videos. Did you stop watching him? There wasn't anything to watch. There <laughs> was nothing there. It's just kind of sad when your entire... Because there's, uh, like, for example, speaking of pugs, there's Doug the Pug which is a famous Instagram pug, I guess, or something. I don't look at it, at his stuff, but I'm familiar with them. But it's just kind of sad when your dog is more famous than you are, and that, I don't know, I, I just find something depressing and kind of sad about that, where you're... Because animals don't live that long. You can only ride that wave for uh, a, a, you know, 12, 13 years max, right, if you're yeah. lucky. And right. then what are you going to back to be like, I don't know, Steve, the asshole that used to have this really popular dog, but now you got to go and work at Kroger again? I don't fucking know. <laughs> uh, what a sad existence. Yeah. Almost as sad as your poor pug. My life is hell. Yeah. <laughs> Kill me. Please. <laughs> Release me. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish a bald eagle would come and take me away. 
Um, I uh, <laughs> I have a, I have a good silver lining for this one. Oh shit. Um, uh, so yeah, our food is so damn nutritious, and we have such an abundance of it that we're not only able to make ourselves fat, but we're also able to make our animals fat. Yes, that's so. That's so good. That's, that's pretty so good. Exciting. Yeah, that's right. We're so good. We have so much of it, just like everyone else on the earth. So much food, you know. Yeah, everyone on earth has. It's just like so much fucking food. It's crazy. That's right. It's all fair. They're just drowning in food. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, my so, silver lining is fat cats are cute. Yeah, they are pretty damn cute. Little furry balls of love. Pretty great. <laughs> pretty great stuff. All right, so. It might not be the most efficient thing in the world to make your animal fat, but it does make them pretty darn cute. Uh, some other things around this world that are purposefully made less efficient, uh, and one that we're going to be honing in on today, hostile architecture. Yeah. Absolutely fascinating stuff. I'm sure everybody has encountered this in the wild at some point or another. Uh, most of the time, it involves trying to keep people who do not – uh, formally own property and or homes uh, from residing in areas that are, I guess, within the public eye. <laughs> Try to like uh, sequester them underneath uh, non-spiky bridges or something like that. Yeah. So, what's your what's your favorite example of of hostile architecture? Or do you uh, know of any? My, yeah, the ones we've got in Louisville is where they have park benches and they'll have unnecessary dividers on the park bench to where you're basically you can't lay on it, yeah. right? Where they've they've made it in such a way where only one person can sit down per segment mm -hmm. to prevent homeless people from sleeping on the benches. Yeah. That's the one I'm most familiar with. I think uh, a lot of them actually revolve around that. These these uh, defensive designs, as they're called, uh, just prevent people from taking a nap in public places. Well, oh, okay. So uh, this is this is going to be a side rail, and I don't know if this is the case, but I have a feeling in my gut that this is the case, and it really pisses me off. So there's uh, basically no trees downtown, as most downtown areas have. Uh, like in Louisville, there's, there's like no fucking trees. It's just a yeah. fucking concrete wasteland. And there's this inner community's faith building next to the building that I work in downtown, uh, that I guess is just, I don't, I really don't know what those kinds of places do. Their, their, their basis for existence is, oh, a place where all the different faiths can get together and get along. I really, I don't understand what the fuck they do, but it's, it's a business. It's a money-making opportunity. Probably. Yeah. You collect tithes, but you are trying to, uh, cater to a wider audience base. But essentially, but what was nice about this place, because I never went inside of it, is that it was like basically the only place that had trees downtown. They had all these beautiful trees and lots of benches, and they were it was just there. I never really spent any time there, but it's something I would walk by to on my way to work every day. But within the last two weeks, they went and they cut down all the trees. Just cut them all the fuck down. All There was probably five to eight trees just cut them all the fuck down and i don't know why they did it but the only thing i could think of is homeless people like to hang out there yep that's literally the only reason why i could think of why they would have cut down the trees yeah that's that's pretty ridiculous everybody likes trees too yeah that, that was a good for everyone 
Oh, it was a stupid person move. That was a stupid person move. It was a stupid fucking person move. Uh, uh, unless they do something great that's going to benefit society. But if they seriously just cut down these trees and don't do anything else to change the property, I'm just going to fucking firebomb the place or something. I don't fucking know. I'm I'm not actually going to firebomb it. Please don't swat me. <laughs> but so it makes me mad. I feel like some of these folks that are in power and able to make these types of decisions go from becoming uh, you know, like intelligent people or bandits uh, automatically to stupid people because they fear becoming helpless people. It's like uh, above all else, like don't become someone who's just taken advantage of instead, yeah. like make, uh, make these, uh, these hostile designs so that people can't reside where you've told them they can't yeah. like, Maintain your power. Maintain your bandit bandit Yeah, a lot of a lot of spikes in these. A lot of uncomfortable things. Slanted benches. That's pretty neat. Like they're so fucked up. Cut at such an angle. It's like not even fun to sit on. Yeah, it's like you have to hold yourself onto it. Like those those terribly uncomfortable bike seats at you know the stationary bike seats at some yes. gyms you know what i'm talking about yes yes yeah ridiculous uh and some of these sometimes like those little dividers in between the benches uh those are actually marketed as skate stoppers right that's so dumb uh like people who want to like jump up and grind on benches they put those there in order to I don't know. Heaven forbid somebody actually try to grind on it while those skate stoppers are there and they get their skateboard caught on it. Yes. I know that skateboarding is kind of like a dangerous activity in general. Like you're, you're kind of agreeing to a certain amount of uh, this, uh, you know, the danger that's just inherent in the sport. Uh, but that's, that's totally a man trap, right? Like you're, you're just trying to catch somebody and if it injures them, it acts as a deterrence later. Right, like yeah, it's like a it's like a fucking bear trap. <laughs> like, what it's if you just started putting bear traps around areas uh, of the city that you didn't want people to go, and then people <laughs> started walking into the fucking bear traps and getting their legs chopped? Like, hey, we put the sign up. It said, "Don't don't trespass." You fucked up, kid. You did it. You did it. And you we have sovereignty up. over this area, and apparently enough votes that we can control the taxpayer dollars to the degree that we are going to put them towards some fucking bear traps. Yeah, it, it's just really dumb, uh, especially the fact that it's, it just isn't like it solves homelessness. If these homeless people are just going to have to sleep somewhere else uh, or go somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, so it, it doesn't it it solves nothing and just uh, proves that we live in a hell world. <laughs> That's all I've got. Yeah, it, it's really disgusting. Like it. Is it really it, unsettling to see homeless people? And if it is, like, why don't you do something about the things that are causing the homelessness to begin with? Exactly. It doesn't get to the root of the cause. It just makes homelessness that much more unbearable. And just this shows how much our society despises these disenfranchised individuals. Yeah. I feel like some of these uh, some of these designs uh, that they're claiming are defensive designs are actually just like some type of modern art. <laughs> I mean, they they might integrate it in pretty well. Like, what if they wanted to to be uh, explicitly uh, a defensive design? So you you know, like you kind of put like a weird angle on uh, a, a concrete bench. It goes, you know, spreads out like four or five feet, and every couple of feet, 
the bench just like turns in the opposite direction. So people can sit on either side of the bench just as comfortably as they could on the other. But still, you can't lay across it. Yeah, no, it, I, I think it disguises itself really well as some Art Deco bullshit that for for the untrained eye, because you, Tim, Tim, we we have trained eyes, but for just the, <laughs> the average common folk that goes derp derp walking around their life, not paying attention to these kinds of things, could very easily see something like that and go, oh, wow, what a creative idea to design a bench. Sure, it would work just exactly the same and be just as efficient if we did it this other way, but wow, wow, this Owen Wilson in all over the place. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Yeah. And why, why sleep? I mean, I guess that's the only real way that you can prevent people from settling. You, know, mm-hmm. just, you, you make it to where they can't lay down. Just so weird. Yeah. So fucking weird. Unfortunately. Uh, where, where do all the homeless people reside in Louisville? You know, I don't know them all personally. I haven't taken a survey to figure out where, where all their sleeping spots are. Yeah. Uh, I so leave... There's no visible locations like this. There's not like a large collection anywhere I, camp out there there's a, a a homeless shelter near the parking garage that i use downtown and so you'll yeah. see a lot of people hanging out in front of there yeah this is going to be a really fucked up analogy but why has that ever stopped me before oh, hell yeah. in the winter time it you know how all the bugs kind of disappear you don't see them as much Yep. Downtown's kind of the same way of homeless people i think they either all die or find homeless shelters to stay in for the winter in order to not freeze the fuck to death yeah. because it's six degrees outside. Mm-hmm. So in the wintertime, I really don't see a lot of homeless people because they would literally freeze to death and die. Mm-hmm. But in the summers, you, you just you see people hanging out, walking around places. Either Not all the park benches are made to torture homeless people. So you still see park benches that people will be sleeping on or in the summertime you'll see people sleeping under trees and stuff like that where there's shade and a few places there are trees yeah uh that, that that's most of what i see yeah I, I i i can agree with that uh i i don't see a whole lot of uh, homeless people in the winter but there are occasionally a couple in, in the district uh we we live uh, right outside of washington dc and uh there there's regular somebody that's very very bundled up i mean like they are like three sizes bigger than they were prior like just a yeah. big ball of of swaddling uh in order to try to survive the the harsh winter temperatures yeah uh and i'm i'm absolutely certain that there are a couple of people that don't make it through the uh the winters because of the fact that they're still trying to force themselves to sleep outside or mm-hmm. or maybe you know <laughs> To be even more cynical about it, maybe there's just not enough room for them in the homeless shelters. Maybe it's such an issue that these people just simply cannot find uh, a warm place to sleep because uh, they, there's there's too high of a population of homelessness as well as the fact that there's defensive designs all over the place to prevent them from getting to any of the ambient warmth uh, produced by uh, a modern city. Right. So, yeah, very sad indeed. Man. How did, do you do you just like do you reverse all this? It, is would it be okay to just say okay, no defensive designs? It's obviously an evil thing. Yeah, I, I think that would be my vote, uh, right? And then if it becomes an issue of well, this bench here, no one can use it because there's always people sleeping on it, and then we could go try to to the source of well, where can we create more? 
places. Uh, obviously, this is a lot more easier said than done, but I, I, I would be what I would think would be the best course of action and try to because if you gave someone if you if you gave someone a comfier, better place to sleep than a bench, they'll go with the comfier, better place, right? They're literally settling for the bench because that's the yep. best thing they found. It's not like there's some fucking memory foam mattress just waiting for them somewhere, and they're <laughs> like, "Fuck it, I ain't gonna sleep on that shit. I'm gonna sleep on this fucking bench." Yeah. It's yeah, they're like, not they're not doing it to be hard or rebellious. They're doing it because that's their option. That's like that's their best. That's their best fucking option. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we don't look at members or we ought not to look at members of our society uh as these uh conscious actors that are always trying to make logical choices throughout the course of their life and ultimately lead them down a path of property ownership or homelessness as the antithesis of these you know these two philosophies yeah like it, it never it, it never works that way like nope. <laughs> never works that way uh, and if somebody does fall on hard times and they and they find themselves in homelessness would you want to be treated that way what if what if it was you like simple as that. Just put yourself in their shoes or not shoes in the case that they can't afford them or can't find them. Yeah, you shoe centrist piece of shit. Yeah, you think everybody has shoes? You think everybody has shoes like you do? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, feel bad. Oh, man. I would be ruined by a couple of SJWs, man. Get wrecked. Getting wrecked. Getting wrecked. All right. Well, what's the uh, – is there a silver lining? Silver lining for hostile architecture is... I've got one. Yeah. Uh, So uh, I think that people who practice installation art at large have a difficult time securing funding or a livelihood for the work that they do. So if you can sell it to local municipalities as uh, defensive designs, then you have an outlet, albeit constrained by the fact that you have to put someone in pain or in a less than optimal circumstance (laughs) hey this bench looks like a peacock but it'll keep the homeless people off of it yeah if they try to sit on it the peacock goes up their butt (laughs) that's great (laughs) yes yeah i don't know that's that's the best i got (laughs) yeah no that's that's great i'm just gonna let you keep that one all right you can have it it. in my pocket save it for you that's yours yep great oh well on that note tim uh besides all the shit we talked about anything bumming you out quite the opposite government shutdown's over oh yeah it's pretty great for now i'm really happy that that is that is uh come to an end hopefully it will remain open uh even after the uh the threats that are to come in the upcoming weeks um we'll see we'll see Mm-hmm. As far as sadness is concerned, not really. I'm leading practice today. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go oh, train shit. some people's how to how to fight like knights. It's gonna be great. Damn, that sounds great. Yeah, it's gonna be loads of fun. Nice, dude. Mm-hmm. So yeah, quite the opposite. What about you, Jimmy? Nope. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I um... nope, nope, nothing here. Mm. No, I guess not really. Nothing that we haven't already said before. You know, constraints of time and life and yeah. bullshit, uh, all that boring shit we've already said. I wish I had something quippy and funny. I feel like I pee more than an average human being. Hopefully that doesn't mean, like, I'm dying 
I feel like I pee too much. I think you're fine, man. I drink uh, two cups of coffee, and I had to go a little bit at the beginning of the start of recording this podcast, but yeah, now I have to go real bad. So well, I hope you appreciate that audience. I have a yeah. bladder and I'm waiting because I want to give you guys awesome content. Our bladders for you. Well, yeah. it's it, what's annoying is like I I have to wake up to go pee like at least once like a night, if not multiple times. So that's what's annoying. Oh, well, it, yeah, get your prostate checked. It's ruining my sleep. <laughs> nice. Yeah, my, too, man. Uh, my, pee, my peeing is ruining my sleep. That and the amount that I drink, I'm sure that that has something to do with it. Yeah. Um, sucks. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out one of these days. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so in the instance that uh, one of our avid listeners would like to tell us about how much they pee at night, where could they find us, Jimmy? All right. So to send us your pee-pee messages, make sure to send us uh, an email at... <laughs> Empowerment at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you there. Please also uh, like us on the Facebooks and send us a message. That'd be great. You can even message us through SoundCloud or you can uh, uh, like us on the Twitters, follow us there and uh, send us some tweets. It'd be great. We'd love it. Be awesome. Uh, rate, rate us, rate us. If you listen to us on some uh, podcast listening app like the iTunes or whatever, put, give us some stars. Give us one star. I don't fucking care. Just give us some stars. <laughs> Just give us some. Uh, give one us. star would be nice. No way. We want more than one star. <laughs> At least two. Two like... stars. <laughs> Can we have two stars, please? Two. Five, fine. Let's say I implore good. you. We, we really, five we really want five. Stars. Five would be preferable. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you five stars, Jimmy. Thanks, man. Can we do that? Is that like that's like voting for yourself in an election? You know, I understand I why it. people do it. They want to win, but still, isn't it a little bit narcissistic to vote for yourself? Would you really vote for the other person? Fuck that. I I might be a helpless person. I don't know. Yeah. At least not vote at all. Jeez. Well, but then that makes me an ineffectual person. I don't want to do that either because Buddhists are potheads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least in the United States they are. Oh, yep. man. Yep. Here, here. It's a Absolutely. fact. Well, everybody, thank you so much for joining us today. Keep your head up. And we will catch you next time. Yeah, put your fucking pets on a diet. You're literally killing them. You're killing them. You're killing them. They're so fat. They're going to roll around like a little hairball. They're making you stupid a person. They're making you a... They're making you a stupid a person. They're making you a stupid. That's how Mr. Chipola say. Mr. Chipola. He making you a spicy meatball. A, a spicy meatball. He's a... You're so stupid. Don't give uh, the pug a spicy meatball. You make him a fatter. And he can't breathe out his nose. So then he, when his nose runs, he can't breathe even more. So His nose will run like the blood of the homeless people sitting on the spiker. The, on the bench peacock. You can't it pokes you in the butt. Ciao.